Hi, everybody. I went to go start uploading the new episode for this week and realized I never uploaded the one for last week. So here it is. Sorry about that. Eh. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Eterna podcast. These next two episodes are going to be evil sodes, which, despite us intending to do them more, these are going to be the last two. We delve into a shit that's a lot darker, a lot more horrible, and these characters do terrible, terrible things. If you're not into things like that, I would skip these next two episodes and wait for us to get back to our normal stuff. We have content warnings for this one for heavy gore, mutilation, sexual themes, and in general, being horrible, evil people. If you're still good with that, keep on listening. If not... See you in a few weeks. Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Thomas Wayne Haley, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Way, way, way back on Dungeon Ball Z, the evil party consisting of Wilhelm, the sadistic military man, Thana, the sexual serial killer, Gareth, the big, angry murder hobo, and Coriander, the little, angry cannibal murder hobo. They had been chosen as champions, gods, just as the primary party has been. Gareth Gorum, god of war, Wilhelm by Zonkuthan, god of pain and darkness. Thana was chosen by Nocticula, a goddess of succubi and lust. Coriander was summoned by Thistendir, the Blackbriar, monarch of the Darkest Wild Hunt, uh, and given the title of Black Hound for her new mission. I'm not fisting anything. <laughs> you just say that often, Sean? <laughs> I'm being accused. <laughs> I'm being accused of fisting deer by hats in the chat. Hey, I resemble that accusation. <laughs> uh, I guess you do. <laughs> you were returned elsewhere from whence you were pulled. The bloody scenes... Or sorry. Uh, the bloody scenes of Starlight lay behind you. When you were deposited back upon the world, it was not in a dark shadow under moonlight in which you were deposited, but rather another city, one that to determine whether or not any of you recognize, we'll have a role in a minute, but a large city torn into ruin. The sun beating down overhead. There's sounds nearby of something moving and happening, but what exactly you're unsure so everybody give me 
a knowledge geography check or a knowledge local check? I fail. <laughs> yeah, what if I'm dumb and don't have either of those? Yeah, I don't have either of those. <laughs> That's a natural 20 on the knowledge local for a 26. All right. So, so Wilhelm, Wilhelm knows where we're at. Yeah, Wilhelm's <laughs> been here before. He's like, I used to murder people here. <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelm, you recognize the streets of Solaria. While normally you wouldn't be able to call out any particular area of Solaria, you do notice a crumbled shop on a corner that brings back a few memories of a short detachment uh, with an envoy from your past. So you have been in this area before, if only briefly in passing through, uh, but you are definitely in Solaria at the moment. But I don't have anything more specific than that. Uh, you are in sort of the southern area of Solaria. It's probably only like a a quarter day's travel out from uh, Helios, so you're pretty far east as well. Ah, fortune smiles upon us. We're in Solaria. That's great. Uh, if we're in Solaria, um, I'm, I think this is the first time Coriander's ever seen the sun. <laughs> so, um, like, there, there's probably, like, immediate panic uh, on Coriander as she just scrambles to get away from the light. So there are there are a few dark nooks nearby, uh, open windows and uh, and crumbled uh, balconies. So you, you skitter out of the light and, yes. and, and go hide in a in a shadier spot. Yes. <laughs> I want to say Gareth was born on the light side, so I don't really think he cares too much. Yeah, in fact, you were. Um, you you were from uh, Helios, which is not horribly far away. Although you were born in a very different part of Helios than what you're close to, like you were raised pretty far east in Helios, where you okay. were exactly born. You're not entirely sure. Does Donna have any reaction to this? Donna is scanning the area looking for people. She's bored. Uh, well, there are a few next to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. You had noticed uh, prior to pri prior to being called on by the gods, uh, Coriander had essentially stalked uh, Gareth, dragging meat away from the, his trail of gore, and uh, both Fauna and Wilhelm had uh, come together through their own mutual interests and had happened upon the two and were aiding in the distraction and murder of guards and paladins during the final chaotic moments uh, on that side of the world. But how much time has, has passed since we all originally came across each other? Uh, not, not a lot of time, honestly. Uh, this is... Uh, this is you being deposited back down by the gods uh, pretty much right after Starlight. So it's it's been like an hour then? <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> okay, so that means Gareth just got this heart thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, he's looking at that then. He's just like staring at that, kind of contemplating what to do with it. 
Because if it's got eight charges already, that means he can use it right now. And he's trying to decide, like, if he should. He could be alive for a minute and 18 seconds. How long does one charge last? One charge is on its own. One round. Uh, five charges is a minute and 30 charges will give you an hour. Yeah, he's just he's just looking at it right now. Contemplating. So cat catnip crawls up to Coriander uh, in, in the shadow and it's just like, we have we have to go. No time to stay here. She uh, blinks a couple of times. Um, this uh, I know that she was given the uh, the, the collar tattoo and the uh, ability to speak with animals, but this is probably the first time where it's actually happened. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she probably absolutely just like blinks in confusion a few times at catnip um, before uh, very slowly like moving her hand out into the light to like see if it burns. Um, and then realizing it's it doesn't a lot warmer than you're used to, but it doesn't burn. <laughs> right. Um, she'll just uh, slowly nod at catnip and uh, probably hop on catnip's back to ride him around. Okay. So catnip, uh, catnip comes out uh, with you on her on his back and uh, kind of like hops up and climbs up a bit of rubble so that y'all are higher than everybody else. And crouches down and is watching uh, Gareth, who is watching this shiny stone in his hand. Yes. And Wilhelm, uh, it seems like nobody is listening to what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and Fauna seems matter. very bored. He speaks purely for his own benefit. <laughs> oh, great. Wait, when Riley get here? I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, um, I, I think honestly, like, given no reaction, he's just going to kind of like look <clears throat> at the other people that's with him out of the corner of his eye. And uh, seeing that there's no reaction, he's going to start scanning for like the nearest sign of like human civilization. Uh, you are utterly surrounded by signs of civilization, albeit crumbled and destroyed. Um, it was not this bad last time you came here. And in fact, it was quite bustling. Uh, but uh, everybody give me a perception check. Um, I guess Gareth and... No, yeah, just Gareth. Give me that at a minus five. Got a uh, natural, natural 20. So what is my minus? Five. Minus five. Uh, so 28. Damn. I got a 20. Okay. Uh, remind me, what is there a penalty for being born on the uh, dark side of the world? No. Um, uh, if you have a long family line on the dark side of the world, you will have dark vision. Oh, okay. Um, in uh, that case, uh, if there's no penalties or anything like that for Coriander, she's boasting a solid 30. <laughs> 19 on the die. Fucking shit. <laughs> okay. We see stuff. What did Wilhelm get again? 26. <laughs> okay. Um, he brought his glasses with him. <laughs> you would all notice. <laughs> you would all notice um, some sound of like uh, like somebody or something like digging through uh what you would assume to be rubble, uh, rocks being like thrown out of the way every couple of seconds and 
shifting and whatnot, but you don't see its source. All of you can tell it's coming from the southwardmost road from where you nearest stand, and all of your attentions are kind of drawn to that. We just hear the sound, though. We don't actually see anything yet. Yeah, you don't see anything yet. Donna's just like, oh, maybe it's a toy, and she takes off. <laughs> so Donna taking the quickest initiative there, uh, hops around the corner and can see a, a group of probably two or three people uh, digging in the rubble of a, of a building uh, uh, gathered around our three other people that looked well-armed and armored. Uh, Gareth will move that way, but not with an extreme amount of haste, though he does have improved speed, so not super hasty for him. It's still kind of quick. Yeah. Coriander's going to ride catnip into uh, stalking positions. All right. uh, Stalk the group. Uh, You have... Do you have Coriander's stats, or should I pull something up for that? Uh, I have... The whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and give me a climb check or an acrobatics from Cat. Uh, 20. Dirty. The dirtiest of 20s. Okay. So Catnip is able to leap up with you getting up onto the uh, ledge of one of the buildings to skirt around the edge of it. Uh, Another thing that would probably bewilder Catnip, uh, that even compared to Starlight, which is a very vertical city uh, on the dark side of the world, is uh, that the buildings here in Solaria are almost always at least like four or five floors, if not more. Uh, they're very, very tall, but they many of them have terraces, trellises, and what have you to climb upon, walk around, and otherwise uh, navigate at higher altitude. So you're currently on, I would say like, uh, like the first and a half floor height. You're on like a, a truck or a terrace that's meant for like building and windowsills and whatnot. Okay. Uh, would you like to make a stealth check or are you just creeping? Uh, yeah. Um, do you want me to make a stealth check for both? Um, make, make the, make us the stealth check for both. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, catnip with a 26. Coriander with, uh, less than that with an 18. So, uh, we'll say that catnip, um, aids and that the culmination of your two, checks are going to be uh, 20 then. Yes, this is fine. Uh, Wilhelm? What you doing? I think Wilhelm's just going to march forward with a broad smile on his face and, you know, a friendly wave and approach. Um, is Fauna moving faster than average? Uh, no, her movement speed on the ground is 30 and she's not got her wings out right now. She's disguised. Uh, is she double moving or single moving? Oh, is she full out run towards the sound? Like, she's not scared. Okay. So, Wilhelm taking up the rear. Um, technically. I guess technically Coriander would be, but... Uh, meow. Meow. Uh, <laughs> so, as, as you run this corner, running quickly, uh, 
you notice that the three individuals with that are armed and armored are uh, kind of step forward and are like, "Hey, who are you?" Hi, I'm Thana. What are you doing out here? Well, um, I don't know. I don't know where here is, so I don't know. Uh, and they they turn and they're like. Look out, miss, and they, they like, uh, kind of run around you, and they all point their weapons at Gareth. <laughs> they, they all kind of notice that he's got big red glowing eyes. <laughs> oh, that that's that's probably not a good idea, because um, he doesn't like people to do that. But I'd put your weapons down. How are you? Uh, make me a diplomacy check. Okay, I know I have diplomacy. Yeah. Uh, 17 plus 13 is 30, I think. All right, is that so right? You, Did I math correctly? 17 plus 13 is 30, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, uh so they kind of like, they put their weapons down. They still look tense. And then like, uh, of course, Gareth moves pretty quickly, even though he's just essentially strolling along. He's got them long leg. Got legs for days. <laughs> legs for days uh, uh and wilhelm's uh, like trotting up behind him uh waving pleasantly uh, this becomes a pattern seem- if this becomes a pattern and i'm perpetually the slowest person <laughs> i'm gonna have to lash together a palanquin and have people carry it for me <laughs> well garrett's base movement speed is 60 so oh jeez. <laughs> well I, I took the thing it adds 30 to his Right. I, I, I was thinking when you said you were faster that it was like 40 or maybe even 50. Uh, in full plate, it might actually be 40. Straight I don't up Jason know. Voorhees. If I remember correctly, because you essentially are linked to your armor, it doesn't impede you. Oh, well, then it is 60. So, yeah. Uh, so you're clink, 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 clink. Uh, and just that normal. And so they're very frightened. Yeah, and Wilhelm's just like still halfway down the street. As he's walking, he'll just kind of be dragging his uh, greatsword just kind of casually along the ground, still looking at the uh, at the stone. And as he hears Thana tell them to put up their weapons, he's just going to kind of casually look up and watch them and shrug and just be like, or don't. <laughs> they... um They'll, they'll kind of back away and go back towards the other people who were digging and have at this point kind of like stopped what they were doing and are looking at all of you and uh, like, what what are you doing out here? A lot of you and that thing. I'm bored. You touched in the head, miss. No, I'm bored. Like they start to get more uh, uncomfortable looking. Uh, I think it's at that point that like Wilhelm hobbles up. He says, "Ah, uh, don't mind her. She is very sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. She is touched in many places, but the head is not one of them." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> nice to make your acquaintance. My name is Wilhelm. Darish Bracky. Uh, one of them steps forward. Uh, and, and and offers his hand back, but you notice in his other hand he still, you know, grips his spear. 
quilted, uh, quilted guard here on protecting people while they salvage. Salvage? But are, are these some old ruins in Solaria? It's been some time since I've been down here. Mm, no. Do you not know what happened a couple of weeks ago? You uh, travelers? No. Uh, where, where were we last? We, we were on the dark you, side, right? Yeah, yeah we you, were, you were in Starlight. Oh, no, uh, we, we were in Starlight. This the last time uh, I awoke and we find ourselves out here. Um, I'm unaware of any events. During the new year, there was a great eruption. The ring broke and chasms started opening up under the city. Caused a lot of damage. Monsters rose up, started causing a bunch of wreckage before they returned underground. And then, since then, things have been coming out of these cracks and crags. And, well, parts of the city are getting walled off now. Some parts are relatively untouched, but areas like this, they haven't completely been walled off yet, but there's still plenty of things to get here. Well, seeing as we uh, appear to be... Uh out and away from the heart of the civilization is this area. Could you point me to where uh, all the survivors of such an event would be gathering? Oh, most of the evacuations have been done already. Um, don't know how much you're... Uh, and he like looks up at Gareth. Your undead here is going to be welcomed in most parts. You go further east and north... And you'll start hitting areas that won't hit so badly. A lot of monsters came in and out of the desert too. And they retreated when things calmed down a bit. But the streets still aren't particularly safe. But I imagine if you've got the magical juice to make something like that, that you've got enough power to protect yourselves. I think we do. Thank you for the information. I guess I'll say you're welcome. And, and, and they all kind of just turn back to Gareth again and are watching him. I think Wilhelm will gesture broadly towards the group at large. Say, uh, what do you say for a little trip to uh, the local market? One and all. Do I get a new toy? Perhaps. The market sells many things. Toys among them. Okay. Donna, do make me a perception check. So, 17. You would notice that one of the uh, one of the guards does uh, keep glancing away from Gareth at you. Now, tell me, why would we go to market when we uh, when we have such fine people here who seem to have plenty themselves? Samoa Samaria? No, this is a land of uh, very few, and the market is a place of plenty, so to speak. Uh, one of the guards in the back would take a stronger hold of his spear and uh, while not actively threatening anyone uh, he seems to have um, become at your most recent comments become a little more suspicious and looks ready uh, should something uh, happen I rolled for all three of them one of them rolled high for hunch. So this this guy that's uh, watching Donna, 
Mm-hmm. She's going to uh, look over at him, and he needs to roll a will save. Are you casting a spell? Is this a spell-like ability? or what It is do? a spell, but am I casting a psychic? So you don't That's know. That's correct. That is fair. All right. He needs to make a will save, you said? Uh-huh. That's going to be a six. Yeah, well, the DC is 21. <laughs> so he has been hit with arousal. <laughs> she just shot him with a Viagra beam. The genie not. And nothing has changed. He like he like shifts and like he leans forward a little bit and like and like shifts his hips a little bit so that his his raging boner is less obvious but not hidden. Like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 Just remember, you let me do this. It's your fault. You don't know how to deal with this. Does he he shift it into his waistband? (laughs) T-shirt, please don't call him. No, there are people looking at him. (laughs) Like, like if some, if everybody looks away, he'll probably like do some, he'll do a quick shift, but current, currently he's just trying to not be obvious. And by doing so is being obvious. So, Pana, you are aware that your spell has taken effect. I know. She's she's having fun. <laughs> Just continue. I'll let you know when she does something else. All right. Uh, so one one man has is trying to hide a boner. One person is trying to hide the fact that they're ready to stab you at any moment. And the other doesn't seem to have anything going on with them in particular. Is there anything anybody would like to do in particular at this point? Is this like... Sudden interaction noticeable to anybody? Like the um, fact that I guess they're both giving them giving each other uh, an undue amount of attention. Uh, make me a sense motive. That's actually my specialty. That's a twenty-eight. Um, uh, th- this man seems to be very, very horny, and his horniness seems to have a bit of direction at Thana. Yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming that Thana is giving him a bit of the old attention back, yeah? Oh, yeah. She thinks this is fun. I, I think probably uh, what he would do is he would just kind of like sidle up besides the, the guy that's kind of been speaking for the whole lot of them and say, oh, your friend there is very lucky. He's been chosen by Thana. Yeah, you, you should see the thing she did to the dwarfs back in Starlight. Oh, sucks him dry. The The... This guy like turns and like looks at this other guy and like like smacks him like on on the shoulder like backhand like what the fuck man uh, and he like he like tries to straighten up but like still has a raging boner so he like he like jolts forward for a second but then it's just like ah and leans forward some more. This will upset Thana. This man is interrupting. All right. What is Thana gonna do about it? Well, she's she's going to hold on. Let me let me make sure I'm doing this right. Uh, he's going to need to make a will save. All right. That is a fourteen. Okay, so that fails. So his clothing turns invisible. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Does that include armor? Yeah, anything he's wearing. Oh, jeez. He's technically still there, but he turns it turns invisible. Are you using the erotic spell list? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. All right. 
so you've cast Emperor's New Clothes on him. And uh, so he doesn't notice right away. Well, I mean, like, wish after she does it, she'll, she's kind of glaring at him. And she'll be like, don't interfere. Uh, so, like, a- after a-, a brief moment of confusion followed by that, uh, they all kind of turn and, and the the one that was already kind of tensed and the, the one without the raging boner uh, both kind of, like, start to back away and, like, level their spears at y'all again. Wait, they, they're leveling weapons at yeah. Coriander's new pack? Yep. Coriander catnip pounce. Oh, God. All right, I thought uh, Gareth was going to be the first one to go crazy. <laughs> All right, so you get you get a surprise round attack. Uh, go ahead and make me an acrobatics check to start. Great. This is for catnip, right? Because she's yes, riding him. Catnip. Okay. Great. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. All right, that is definitely far enough from the rooftop. Uh, so give me a attack roll with a plus one. All right. Can we both get one? Uh. Yeah, you can both get one, uh, and it is treated as a charge. So you get a plus two on top of that plus one for the charging. If Coriander would like to attack a different target, uh, you can jump off, but that'll take an acrobat. Uh, no, we'll attack the same one because we get uh, flanking when we're attacking the same target. So, okay. <laughs> uh, man. Another plus two. Yeah, it's a ridiculous number, I'm telling you. It's uh, 23 for Coriander, 19 on the die for Catnip. Uh, so, yeah. These guys have like a, a AC of 16 and 17. 12 damage from Coriander and 10 damage from Catnip. And then... Uh, which, which one were you targeting? Just as a note. Um, you can pick because she's not being particularly tact, uh, tactical. <laughs> I just imagine like one of the ones with the weapons drawn, yeah? Yeah. So I'll roll evens for one, odds for the other. All right, so you are attacking the uh, quote unquote the captain, the one in front. Great. Then, uh, the naked th- looking one. Oh, well, that, that makes sense. He looks the most defenseless. So you got 10 from Catnip, 12 from Coriander, was it? Uh, yes, but I also forgot that we have the teamwork feat precise strike. So we get an extra d6 each because we're flanking. Nice. So that's an extra eight points of damage. Okay, so you pounce on this guy, tearing into him. Uh, was, was that a bite or a claw? On it's a bite for it's catnip. Bite. Okay, so catnip like goes down, latches on, bites into like the left side of his neck while coriander shoves her kukri like into his uh, fucking eye hole, <clears throat> and this guy just fucking falls to the ground, dead as fucking dirt. <laughs> coriander roars. Huh? That wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> All right, everybody roll initiative. I don't believe in initiative, but 16. I also got a 16. Uh, whose dex is higher? Minus, minus a 15. Minus a 12. Uh, Wilhelm got a four. I guess Wilhelm was certainly caught off by this. Would Coriander go? Uh, the lower initiative of Coriander and Catnip, because they'll be acting at the same time, uh, is 12. So they'll both be at 12. All right, so uh, the ready guard is going to get to act in the surprise round as well and is going to attempt to stab at uh coriander how dare you that's a <laughs> that's a two on the that's die. a nope but as a note what is coriander's ac uh, that's a good question 
Let's find out. Coriander's AC is 21. All right. So, yeah, no, we're close. <clears throat> um, so that will be making it Boner Man's turn. And he's going to level his spear and take a minus two attack at Coriander. That's actually a pretty high roll, but it's still not going to hit. So, nice. Thana, it's your turn. Okay. So, uh... I guess the guy's name now is Boner, man. Uh, <laughs> that is what he shall be known as, unless anything else happens. All right. Uh, so she's going to uh, walk up to him, and uh, I'm guessing if he's got a spear, he's not willing to be kissed at this time. So initiate no. the grapple. All right. Go ahead and make uh, a grapple to, check. To... Uh, do you have improved grapple? No, I do not. And even if I did, the ability specifically states that it provokes. That is a nat 20, so he's going to hit you. Oh, he's going to try. Will he confirm? He will not. That's a nat 1. So, uh, take 8 points of piercing damage. Well, actually, I have DR, so I only take 3. Well, yeah, she's all into that piercing damage. So, uh, a 21 to grapple. A 21 will grapple. Then he is kissed. All right. So this is you... what this happens. Are you ready for this? We. Okay. So he is dazed for the round. He has to make a will save. You got a 15. Okay. So he fails. So then he is simply uh, will be compelled to continue kissing me. Okay. So he um, he's stunned. So he drops his spear, uh, and, and he he is compelled to. Oh, he's dazed. Kid. Oh, he's dazed. So he doesn't drop his spear, but he is compelled to continue letting you moosh schmooch him. Um, and that was Bonerman. Yes. Yes. All right, Gareth, your turn. Okay, so no one's dead yet, right? Uh, the one, yeah, the the guy that uh, Coriander and Catnip jumped is fucking dead. He got brained. Then uh, Coriander spends a full round action consuming the flesh. Of the it depends on how hungry she is. <laughs> uh, what kind of action is it to use the heart? I'll say it, it doesn't take an action. It, it's a free action. So long as oh. you have it. Okay, then, uh, yeah, he's going to go ahead and use the one round thing of the uh, the heart All to right. uh, to see what it's like. And then kind of for a moment, he's just going to, I guess, be stunned by the feeling of like sun on his skin and all of that. And then uh, really quickly remember that he did that because he's about to kill somebody and he wants to remember what that feels like. So, uh, how far away is the, the not making uh, out with Thana one? Um, there's a corpse between you and him. So, uh, five foot gap. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I'll, I'll just, if I can five foot over to him? Uh, you can five foot, like, around through where I would assume Wilhelm is. Kind of just kind of half push him out of the way and get close enough. Okay, and then I will just make a great sword swing at him. 
All right. Uh, 31 to hit? Yeah. You don't even have to roll, dude. Your minimum damage will take him out. Oh. Okay, then. These guys are, like, level two. So, uh... Yeah, th- basically what he's going to do is he's really quickly going to try and ram him through the center and kind of hold him up so that way his blood kind of runs down him so that way while he's alive he can feel that again. All right. So you hoist this... Fu- go ahead and give me a strength check. I know it's kind of pointless, but... I don't believe strength in strength check. checks. 24. So you just right through the middle of this guy's chest and just up and over yourself and the blood is just falling he, uh, would, he would do so with the loudest of screams yes and the rest of you would notice that for a brief moment uh, a haze almost like the heat of the desert flashes over Gareth and the red glow of his eyes is gone and instead an intense are his eyes blue or what color is that? One second. I got you. Hold on. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, no. uh, I, yeah, I know I think, you shared a picture at one point, but I forget. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't have anything helpful. It's way too small. Uh, blue okay. seems appropriate, yeah. Okay. So in, in its place, a bright, uh, a, a bright blue, uh, and you see flesh. And, anyway. and, and with a mighty roar. They would not really. They would not really see a whole lot of flesh. There's a, still a whole lot of armor there. Oh yeah, but there's like little bits where you peeked through before, and they might notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coriander, it's your turn. Uh, is there anything alive near her? Um, uh, there are uh, a couple of people over amidst the rubble that look like they're about to turn tail and fucking bolt. Hmm. They think they, they look are. like scared animals. They think they are. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question, Sean, because I'm not uh, that well versed in mounted combat. Can if um, uh, if it even lines up this way? But in theory, can if catnip moves to attack someone, can coriander attack someone along the way? Yes. Okay. Is there a way we can line that up so I can get a two for one this round? Yeah, they're close enough together. Uh. Uh, like you would be making the attack along the way while uh, cor- uh, while um, uh, catnip is charging, so you would actually take a minus two to hit while uh, catnip retains a plus two to hit. Does catnip need to charge? Uh, he has a forty foot movement speed. Uh, would not need to charge, no. But um, could if you wanted. Um, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we'll charge. Why not? Sure. <laughs> I mean, these people aren't wearing armor. Like these people were just like laborer-looking people. 17, 17 on the die for uh, above a 30 to hit. It would crit, but I nat run to confirmation roll for Coriander, and that is uh, 15 damage from Coriander. Alright, you have downed the level 1 commoner. Gutted. 20 to hit with Catnip's Bite attack. That will hit. And that one is 14 damage. Also downing a level one commoner. Good. Not killing. Yes. Good. <laughs> yes. So the, these people are like, uh, at this point, they're disabled. They're like in shock, attempting to like crawl away, but to no mechanical benefit or distance. 
<laughs> is there one left then? Uh, yes, there is one left. Uh, I just saw two of them get taken down. And this one was up like in the pile a little bit more, which is a much more precarious position, technically. Uh, and it is now going to be uh, oh, there. Um, ready guard's turn. He's going to bleed on Gareth. And then uh, Wilhelm, it's your turn. <laughs> I think... Uh... Wilhelm is, is just going to stand there. Uh, how, how many more there, There's one one civilian remaining uh, looking very scared and trying to figure out a way to outrun a hunting cat. And uh, <laughs> uh, there's there's uh, one dude that has been uh, mouth-roofied. <laughs> mouth-roofied. <Yeah. sighs> uh, I, I think he'll just kind of like lean towards the last guy and say, if you run, they will chase you. I can, I can protect you. Stay next to me, and I can guarantee your safety. And then he ends his turn. Make me a diplomacy check. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my specialty. So, uh, given that it's a twenty-five base, but uh, I, I think I get a plus two because the the dude has never heard me to uh, lie to him. No, it's it's just a plus one. My bad. So it's a twenty-six. Wait, you get bonuses versus people who haven't heard your bullshit before? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, really quickly, like, looks down at the other two that we're about to run, look, looks over at you, looks at the others, kind of, like, turns, runs back kind of your direction and around the rest of the group and, like, stands behind you and it's like, please, please don't kill me. Uh, no, the goal here is to not make yourself look like prey. Do you see the size of that cat? You could not run it in a million years. No. Stand here patiently and uh, boldly, and uh, we will see you through the day. And so he, he just like crosses his arm and uh, he, he just like grins at the rest of the party as they go about their business. All right. Uh, and uh, it's Bonerman's turn. He is unable to do anything but kiss Smoochy Smooch, uh, Thana, whose turn it is now. Uh,. Yeah, she's just going to continue making out with him because he's going to take a negative level every round for... Oh, did he take a negative level last round? Yeah, for a okay. number of rounds equal to my hit die. Okay. Uh, and does that ha happen if he will, fails the will saver upon you kissing him, period? Yeah, if I kiss him, he takes it. Okay, he is dead. Then she will just let go of him and let he, him fall to the ground. Two, so he was level two, so he... You hit him the first time and then hit him the second time. And, or, well, technically, you have to maintain the grapple. Go ahead and pass. Because. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't have to do the grapple once he's willingly kissing me, and he was compelled by the last time. So he willingly kissed me. I don't have to do the grapple anymore. Oh, fair enough. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Gareth. Uh, well, Gareth is uh, gonna go ahead. I'm gonna expend another charge to keep the. Uh, thing going uh he's just gonna kind of drop his sword and like you just hear like just heavy breathing from him oh just like excitement and uh he's gonna rip his helmet off and throw it on the ground and uh he's gonna reach back to his bag take a long sword and stab himself in the neck with it it hurts oh fuck it hurts but like at the same time like you realize there's a difference to the pain. 
But yeah, he's probably going to drop to a knee with the pain of stabbing himself. Like, he'd kind of do it, like, you know, down the chest, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could sure, he, just, he just fucking turns out. <laughs> uh, so you do that. And the, the pain, uh, despite being extremely intense, does not actually overwhelm you in anything uh, in a mechanical sense. Okay. Uh, but it, it may be something that you're overwhelmed with uh, otherwise. And uh, that's your turn, I'm yep. guessing. That's it. Brander. Um, so there's only one left, and it's uh, standing behind Wilhelm. Yeah. Oh, man, I just referred to this person as it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is food. Not a, not a, you don't need to be concerned. It is um, food. I'm going to roll a sense motive for Coriander to see if she sees that, like, Wilhelm's trying to protect him or that they're, like, getting along or something like that. Okay. And, um... With a 19, uh, that sounds like it'd be enough to get that sort of sense, if that's the case, I'm assuming. Wilhelm is doing a thing they call a smile. Yeah, he's, he's got a, a smug look. If uh, you had to imagine, it's it's kind of a similar look that a cat with a canary would give. That does very little for Coriander. Um, so she just like like as catnip is coup de grind the last commoner that they dropped coriander's just like very narrow squinty eyed staring at Wilhelm and the person behind him um, just like not sure what's up but I'm watching you sort of look all right and then it's ready guard's turn he bleeds on the ground Wilhelm <laughs> I, he, he just kind of like uh, if, if the guy's trying to stand behind him He's going to take a little step, like diagonally back, to to stand shoulder to shoulder with the guy. Say, notice as uh, they hold back, they see you standing next to me, and they see the authority for which I stand for. You are safe as long as you are standing shoulder to shoulder with me. He looks on in horror as Gareth impales himself. <laughs> yeah, notice how they stand back and that looks like I'm killing myself. <laughs> See, the problem is taking care of itself. Uh, uh, and let's see here. Uh, takes notice of Coriander, like, staring at him uh, while, like, just dripping in the blood of what could be assumed to be this person's friend or at least associate. Uh, and he, uh, you can tell, um, this, this person is like in a very high adrenal state at the moment. Uh, (laughs) and it is only your words holding them here. Uh, but at that, go ahead and make me another diplomacy. Okay. Let's say 21. All right. Uh, he stays put for the moment. Anna, mm-hmm. it's your turn. Well, this guy died, so she just let him fall to the ground, and I think she'll turn around and look at Wilhelm and be like, "My toy broke. Can we go to the market now?" That was the idea from the beginning. Now you've scared all of the people. But they're dead. They can't tell people they're scared. We have to think of fairness. Who benefits the most from the expenditure of such lives? To you, is your toys? Does Gareth, with his um, knife in his neck? (laughs) 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 Or or the person that nobody knows the name of because they can't tell it. (laughs) 
But if I don't have now, toys, then then I'll starve. But the the issue at hand here is who is it worth more for? Do you value it more? What are you willing to do in exchange for more toys? What do you want me to do? That is an excellent question. One that I am not in a position to answer. But your willingness to participate in the exercise deserves reward. And then he just pats this guy on the back and uh, says, this one is yours. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So I think that did like a full like turn cycles worth of stuff there. So uh, Gareth, Coriander, doing anything? Uh, Yeah. Gareth is eventually just going to let his like livingness kind of fade away again uh, and eventually just kind of pull the the sword out of his throat. He's just going to kind of be on his hands and knees just like, it's been so long, so long since I felt that. And there's blood on the sword, uh, which is you haven't seen your own blood in a long, long time. But he's just he's just kind of reliving mentally what just happened. Okay. So, uh, Thana cast masturbation on him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. he wouldn't feel it anymore. <laughs> Time has passed. Right. No, I don't I'm have kidding. that spell. I was making a joke. She just can does I have that, that herself. Spell? Nah. Well, That's I mean, a cantrip it, that anyone can cast. It's not a spell. So <laughs> I, I cast Mage Hand on myself. <laughs> uh, Are you going to clean a, yourself with Mage There was a spell that basically just made somebody come. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, but I can't get that till I'm a higher level. I imagine that once uh, Coriander and Catnip finish coup de grind, their, the, their most recent victim, that they circle to the one that Coriander dropped. But as they do, Coriander shifts her focus from um, Wilhelm and the person who was standing at his side to Gareth, who just <laughs> moved a blade from his neck. And she just stares in like bewildered confusion at that as they execute um, permanently the uh, final... Or, the one they let bleed out, I suppose. All right. So you slap Pleb on the back and Pleb's going to run. So uh, the the one you, you go, this one's for you. And, and like that fight, flight or fight uh, kicks in and, and he just turns and starts running uh, away from the, most of the group. So right past you, Wilhelm. Uh, um, uh, the next person in turn order would be Thana. We'll save. That's going to be an 11. You're charmed. The DC's 46. Good luck, noob. <laughs> <laughs> You're charmed. And so it's like just full out sprinting and then just kind of like slows down to a to like a, a gradual walk and eventually stops and turns around. She's not going to let him get away. She'll move up to him and that's all she can do this turn. All right. Uh, th- th- that's combat there, because uh, th- this person's not winning. Uh, what? No, this, <laughs> this person is getting kissed to death as well. Give them a chance. Uh, yeah, roll it out. Die the moment <laughs> she kisses him. So there's two husks on the ground, an impaled person, and three mauled persons. As as this uh, commoner collapses to the ground, what 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 do y'all do? 
Uh, Gareth is going to clean his, like, his sword and put it up. And he's going to go and grab his greatsword, which is still impaled, but dude, he's going to pull the body off and kind of throw it at Coriander as, like, a food, like, there's food kind of the way, and then just start cleaning his blade again. She, she like, looks at the body and then looks at, like, the other bodies, then looks back at the body and then just looks up also confused and just slowly shakes her head. <laughs> She's going to kind of look down at her. Are you not hungry? At cocked eyebrow, she continues shaking her head. After a battle, we always feast. It's been so long since I have feasted. She slowly crouches down, hacks off a dude's arm, and then holds it up to you. Uh, he would kind of take it and, like, bite into it, and then just kind of shrug. Does <laughs> nothing for me. <laughs> Donna will walk back over to Wilhelm and tell him thank you and give him a kiss on the cheek. It doesn't hurt him. And I think that's the greatest prize of all. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving this situation with my soul intact. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Gareth's also going to put on his helmet. That might be a good idea. Oh yeah, y'all saw him for a second. He had like hair and a face and though scarred, perhaps a kind of handsome in fact and then it all just like faded away and there's this rotty husk beneath it as he puts his helmet back on gross yeah a zombie not even like a zombie like dry i mean i i think the picture i used originally when i was thinking what i had was like a hollow from dark souls of just Mm -hmm. like hot skin and just like nothing googling intensifies well now we're going to have to hide these bodies can't the little one just eat them I don't think she has quite that appetite <laughs> Coriander <laughs> looks at all the bodies <laughs> and then looks at Thana and just slowly shakes her head I do not think the small one could fit that much so they don't need to be hidden very well, just out of uh, plain sight from the road. That way, we can get where we need to be before Zenus uh, goes back to the town. Uh, I'm sorry, but there was a chicken nearby. It reported all of your crimes. Oh, no. no. At least we can grind on guards. Oh, Thana, literally. <laughs> At least we can grind on guards. <laughs> <laughs> Athana will just reach down and grab this last body she dropped and start dragging it towards one of these, like, abandoned, falling down buildings. Yeah, Gareth will do the same. Like, literally just hand them to Gareth, because he can just pick them up and throw them on top of buildings. He's strong enough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he can (laughs) eat them on top of a building. (laughs) What's his strength? Uh, like, I don't know, 26? I think he could eat them on top of a building. Yeah, these are like 90-pound peasant dudes. I guess. Especially the husky one on there. Well, the, yeah, the two I took care of don't weigh shit. Well, either way, Gareth will drag the corpses away to, a, I guess, either a reasonable spot under a building, or I guess he's just going to start shock-putting them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I like, feel like just finding a hole of rubble would make more sense, though. Yeah. Well, whatever y'all want to do, it's easy enough to hide. There's no one else around. 
the true This is love. also ridiculous, y'all. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not just drowning our sorrows in existential crisis like the other crew. <laughs> we're getting stuff done. We are the existential crisis. <laughs> and so after the bodies are hidden, you continue to market. Correct. You make your way following the general directions that you were given, and you come across a makeshift wall of varying height, but at its lowest, about seven feet, and its highest, about 20, uh, built between the two sections of the road, uh, between the buildings. And there is a sort of a gate uh, of of sorts, a, a makeshift sort of sliding gate, uh, that bars your path. A person is poked above one of the, uh, posted above one of the lower parts of the wall and looks down at you. Coriander growls. Um, uh, hello, travelers. Uh, Jeff. Um, yeah, greetings. Don't mind her. She's just a little crazy. Lovely. Do you have any news from whence you came? No. (laughs) (laughs) He he has like an actual legitimate pause for a second. No. (laughs) Uh, All all right. Um, Uh, We've been away from civilization for quite some time. So uh, we're actually a little behind on news. All right. Is your undead there? Is it is it registered? Oh yes, we have all of the paperwork. Don't worry. Right. Well, you'll need to <laughs> make me a bluff check. You'll need to make me a bluff check. Okay. <laughs> Gareth is just gonna turn to whoever the fuck is next to him and just be like, "Did he just ask if I was registered?" Meow. That's a twenty-six. <laughs> That's a twenty-six. Thankfully, I'm rolling high on these. All right. Well, if any if anyone asks, just provide them with that paperwork or the Arcanos, and they can provide you with a sigil. Oh, excellent! You can rest assured that any inquiry will be met with appropriate response. <laughs> Very good. Christvolt, open it, and uh, kind of slowly. Um, <laughs> Did that guy count as a point, or was he? Uh, he was fighting, so that was yeah. That counts as a point. Um, so this gate starts sliding open. Uh, it, it's a little slow. It's a little bit of a impatient kind of wait, but uh, it does eventually open enough for you all to make it through. Man, this gatekeeper fucked up. yes this gatekeeper done fucked up but it's very good that you have a good liar in front of the party he's got his paperwork let's let the undead golem in (laughs) (laughs) he just asked if I was registered oh yes he's got the shots and everything So you're in, and the gate closes behind you. The the guard-looking person that has closed the gate uh, just kind of gives you a nod and a nervous step back from Gareth. Uh, uh, Gareth's gaze has not left this guard since he asked if he was registered. I'm just making that clear. 
the whole Same time we though. walk inside. <laughs> He's on like a little scaffold that kind of pokes over the wall. Uh, it's a different guard that opened and closed the door. So Anna will, will kind of wave and wink at him as he walks as she walks by. <laughs> this dude is still being glared at to the best of Gareth's ability while still walking in like a human manner. Can I roll to aid Gareth in glaring? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Gareth, make an intimidate check. Oh god. Oh, with, no. a minus, with a minus five. With a minus uh, five? But a plus okay. two. So a minus three. Uh, damn, I rolled pretty shit. The dude's got a shitty. puma and like a pygmy on his shoulders doing glares. <laughs> uh, only a 29. Only a 29. Uh, this, this guy looks reasonably uh, um, nervous. He's like uh, kind of just, you, you can hear his, his fucking knees knocking. <laughs> he, he faints and suddenly you get another point in your heart of battle. <laughs> <laughs> I, would like, I would like to answer the knees, please. <laughs> They're knocking it up. We come out there all day. Knock, knock who's their knees. <laughs> <laughs> you got the greatest thing I ever saw was Harrison tell uh, Adam Driver he had a knock knock joke for him. And he goes, Sure, tell it. And he goes, Knock knock. And he goes, Come in. Fucking kids these days. <laughs> So you're still glaring at that guy. He's obviously uh, quite intimidated. Uh, the other guard is too uh, too distracted uh, by Thana to, to notice, really. He like took like a half step back from Gareth as he passed through and was just like, oh, pretty lady. So I just realized that although Coriander does understand certain languages, like two of them, she has no idea what light common is. So she hasn't understood a single word anyone said so far. Uh, Gareth. Any of the other people have said. Gareth, when speaking to her earlier, would have spoken dark common, because I th yes. think they saw each other on the other side. So I think he would assume that that's what she knows. That probably makes uh, sense. I, if I remember correctly, you at least spotted the cat uh, on the dark side, and probably during the fight, you would have noticed that she was skirting around, grabbing bodies, shoving them in a bag. <laughs> Yes, so the only one that Coriander has understood so far has been Gareth. Everyone else has just been speaking gibberish. Which kind of common do they speak where I'm from? Uh, they'll speak They'll speak both where you're from. So does that mean I know both? Because you're in a twilight. Yeah. Because okay. you're, you're a Twilesian. Yes, I am. Uh, as we walk, though, uh, Gareth, Gareth will be kind of fidgety with his sword. Like, uh... He, he he really appreciated that last fight and being able to feel and he understands killing people will get him more of that mm -hmm. and we just walked into a bunch of people he's uh he's really trying to control himself right now and they're like you would notice now that you're in here people do actually pay a little less attention to Gareth than like the people outside the wall did and the particular guard at the wall uh, but people do still give you kind of like a second look and a little bit of a birth. Do we see anybody walking around town with like a similar companion? Like is on undead golem a common like accompaniment? Um, you can probably tell that it's not super common just by given the reaction, but it's common enough. You haven't come across anybody just yet, uh, but you can make me a local check if you would like. As I'm pretty sure you're the only one that has it. Hey, don't go assuming. I mean, you're right, 
but don't go assuming. 20. Okay. Uh, you would know that at least in certain parts of Solaria, necromancy is not illegal, but it is uh, controlled. What they mentioned earlier, the Arcanos, those are sort of like, uh, they're they're effectively a uh, government, not not on like a countrywide scale, but they're a, a government majocracy sort of uh, official office that covers and governs magic in certain parts of Solaria. So the Arcanos is essentially like, go to the DMV to register your undead or other arcane device of great power sort of situation. Uh, so while you haven't noticed anybody else walking around with a skeleton zombie or other undead, they are in existence. Uh, they are kind of frowned upon by a lot. There's still a lot of religious debate, but they are effectively protected by the government, uh, at least in some parts. And now that you're back in the city, like this part of the city appears to have sustained a little bit of damage, but it's mostly standing. So you have these huge, huge buildings towering above you. Uh, they they go 5, 10, 15, 20, sometimes even higher in floors uh, and just tower above. There's little walkways and terraces. And Solaria is a very, uh, especially in certain parts, like areas with the Arcanos and whatnot, very magically advanced So uh, in their architecture. So like you see like floating barges up probably like five floors or so going over with attendants and and whatnot or even bridges that like change from one building to another every few minutes and such things okay that's fair i i think just as to to provide a distraction from the staring contest with the gate guards he's he's gonna kind of like step into the middle of the group here and just kind of like tap the two taller members on on their like arm or like shoulder area just say your attention for a moment if i please or if you please let's be real though he means if i please <laughs> <laughs> yeah gareth will give him his attention yep and he he'll like briefly like nod down towards coriander and and like make that that intentional eye contact uh, i'm i'm assuming that she's shown that she understands dark common just in and like her reactions and like conversations and stuff with Garrick or yes. one-sided as they may be and mm -hmm. so he's he's going to attempt to speak in dark common because he takes that she understands that uh and then everybody here speaks it and probably will be a little bit less suspicious uh given all the light side commoners that are out in a boot here so says we find ourselves in a land of much opportunity here no one has uh, anything invested in the well-being of the citizens of the city but neither do we gain from wholesale reckless slaughter of the people now stay your hand my friend gareth i know you have much to gain uh, from the bloodlust that has been d displayed thus far however the recklessness of it only serves to cheat you out of uh, potential bloodshed in the future. So, given that this is uh, the beginning of what I imagine to be a significant amount of time we will be spending together in the future, I wish to understand my companions here. As I understand it, our friend Sana here, she wants toys the mortals to play with as she sees fit that is simple 
But there are factors that can complicate such a thing. What makes a toy something you can savor? Sana? Well, the stronger they are, the longer they last. So you you seek playthings of great strength. To play with, yes. And like the ones out there, they were just food. Just food. And I, I think he'll he'll probably do like the the dainty little like tap on the head for uh, coriander it, if, if they're in arm's reach and you know e- even if he like risks losing a fingertip or something to uh, catnip <laughs> but he'll, he'll just do like that that dainty feather light tap on the nearest extremity say just food now isn't uh, that a great analogy for how uh, our feral friend here sees the citizens here yours one that I seem the most distant from. I, I do not understand your purpose other than your baser instincts. Do you speak? She just, like, her, her brow furrows and she cocks her head as you, like, boop her on the head. And she uh, stares at you with slow and steady blinks. Well, the point of the conversation here is I want what you want. I want companions that are strong and satisfied and rewarded by the great works that they do in my accompaniment. I wish to make you all greater. And I see a great deal of potential in what has been displayed thus far. We can gather a great many powerful placings for uh, seductress here. But what is it that this um, (laughs) smidgen wants? Little fun. What do you desire? Uh, again, she just like uh, watches you, a little confused. Um, and that if you, I guess, if you wait for <laughs> an actual response, she'll um, just kind of look around at all the people like walking by and perhaps not paying attention to our obviously outstanding group. And um, uh, I would like you to make my perception check. Okay. Ah, oh, that's low. Thirteen. Uh, you see a little girl uh, pointing at your group, uh, talking to a uh, to a woman. Uh, they both have they uh, both appear to be human, save uh, for a couple of features. In that their skin has a bit of a uh, darker, sort of less um, less sun touched tone. Uh, which is actually quite familiar to you as um, those are like the skin tones of people who've lived on the dark side of the world for a long time, uh, for a generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their hair is kind of a grayer color as opposed to black or blonde. And uh, the the woman is looking more and more concerned as this little girl is like pointing over there and talking up to her. And like the little girl looks afraid and the woman is looking more and more concerned and picks up the girl and like runs off in the general direction of what you assume to be a guard or someone with an armor at least cool so um as that exchange is going on and uh wilhelm is waiting for a response from coriander coriander will actually point at the um little girl and then look back up at wilhelm and just say hunt Oh, I see catnip is also providing input. Her uh, uh, Coriander's other hand goes on top of catnip's head. 
and gives her the sl- or gives Catnip the slow scratches. <laughs> <laughs> to hunt. That is uh, a simple request and one easily granted. I imagine uh, there is some sport in this for you. So <clears throat> hunting dogs isn't something uh, quite as desirable as something greater. The more powerful placings, such as Thanos uh, desires. I see the sentences. Says I can provide. And then how, how tall is Gareth? Gareth is... 5'10". Oh, I, I was really thinking that this dude was towering over me, but <laughs> he's just got a couple inches. And so... I guess armor uh, makes him a little bit bigger. And and he, he just kind of gestures with, you know, the the briefest touch from the back of his hand on maybe like your chest plate or something. He says, and then there is Gareth, one who revels uh, very much in the bloodshed. Is uh, this the sum of you? Uh, there's kind of a pause, like kind of like he's thinking. He says, I just want to feel. And in the seeking of these feelings, uh, how does one appro- approach such things for one of uh, your constitution? Uh, he pulls the stone out again and kind of looks at it. He says, this, this lets me feel. Interesting. Is is there like a, a check or something I can make to, I, I guess, glean something more off of this? Say, I th- since I, I've got like psionics, I don't think I've got like detect magic or anything on my spell list. Uh, you would be able to tell it's likely magical just from looking at it. Light, almost like the reflection of water, dances almost under its surface in sort of like a translucent way, uh, such that you've never seen in any natural form of stone or crystal. So then Wilhelm gives you a bit of a slice smirk and he says, but I take it there is more to the exchange than just possessing this stone. It takes lives. Lives taken in combat. Ah. So it seems we are all of the same mind. There is prey of the many types that is available out there. Whether it's as as a placing, or as food, or as a source of vitality, as it is in Garrus' case. Uh, if I may interject, I, I think that once uh, Wilhelm moved away from Coriander and he started addressing Gareth, that Coriander and, uh, by extension, Catnip would have liked to try to meander away to follow the uh, girl and the woman. All right. make, make me a stealth check. And everybody else make me a perception. Oh, 21. 13. Uh, 22. Uh, Coriander topping off with an un- very unfortunate nat one for a 17. And <laughs> uh, Catnip pulling off ahead with a 26. Okay, so Catnip has made it off into the crowd without anybody noticing, but you do draw the attention of several of your compatriots. Uh, I don't know if they try to stop you or not, but... He- like, you do slink away. They just see you doing it. <laughs> yes. I, I think he would call after her and uh, say, Young one, uh, 
One more moment. She pauses and glances over her shoulder. This uh, hunt is far too simple for one of your caliber. Perhaps you should stay, and we might find um, more appropriate prey for one such as yourself. Coriander looks off in the direction that the uh, little girl and I guess like her mother or whatever went off to. Did they like round a corner or something? Uh, no, they're just going down the street. Yeah, where are they running off to? Uh, you can see standing at a larger intersection down the way, there's a, a grouping of guards that they seem to be directed towards. You're, so, yeah. you're fairly used to seeing uh, people look worried and then go find the armored ones. Yeah, uh, Coriander just like looks off in that direction, um, glances back at Wilhelm, and then looks back, and she does like a back and forth a couple of times. Wilhelm, make a perception. Perception? 30. I'm rolling like a madman today. So you you notice with the glances and the slight lead uh, each time that there is a, a woman... Uh, walking a little quickly through the crowd with a child hefted over her shoulder heading towards a group of guards. Uh, you also notice the similar uh, um, dark side of the world traits that this woman and child have. Perhaps we should relocate and find uh, more practical hunting grounds. There must be worth in our pursuits, and these banal peasants that wander the streets here are beneath us. <laughs> Coriander's face just kind of scrunches, but she'll uh, whistle for catnip to uh, meander back, and then she'll rejoin the party. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and I guess we'll, we'll start leading them like, down a street just trying to find like the flow of things and, and how the, the city's organized and basically try and take one of the main roads if, if he can find it. Uh, but yeah, he'll, he'll just start talking and say, uh, as, as I said, uh, these, these people out here on the street are the basest example of what humanity can be. There are much grander prizes out there people in positions of power some might put up a fight some who are much grander hunt surely we can seek these things out seek greatness for ourselves and for the victories we have over these people and with that little speech and as you move further and further into town that's the end of this episode of the evil side Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Alamancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com.
Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian. I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six-shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritchdream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritchdream, at Eternap, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the elder gods haunt your dreams.